Aren't you a little short for a stormtrooper? What's up, nerds? Welcome to another episode of the Multiverse Report. We are recapping the week's nerdy news from the Baxter Building to Latveria and everywhere in between. That's right. Normally, I try to mix up the uh, fandoms associated with locations. Not tonight. We got some big, fantastic four updates to talk about, which I'm sure if you're anywhere with inside the uh, nerd sphere of news, you've already heard about. But we're going to dig into it big time tonight. My name is Mike Gibson. With me is always Steve Haller. What's up, Steve? To me, my podcast host because on top of the yeah. final four or fa- final four yeah on top of the fantastic final, fan- four, final fantastic four yes uh, hopefully it's better than the whatever's been coming out but um on top of that we did also get the x-men 97 trailer which is the sequel to the old x-men the animated series uh sure those did. are two of the bigger things that we have outside of shitting on sony because that's what we do yeah um, some spider spider talk yeah spider it's talk. uh so yeah there's uh for the non-comics news it's all marvel all the time here that's right that's right uh this podcast is sponsored by funky town comics and vinyl in camillus new york check them out for all your comics and vinyl needs they are sponsoring collectors con march 16th and 17th great new york state fair horticulture building tickets on sale now i'll be there steve will be there we'll both be there mm-hmm. and so the, will a bunch i did of other, find uh, out i will be slightly late so you may have to man both booths for about an hour <laughs> an hour yeah impossible yeah, our, uh, our our the the Cub Scout campout is that night, and as a deadly yes, it I is have to be there. Oh, so well, uh, I'm just a more dedicated uh, um, person because I'm specifically not going to the Cub Scout campout because of the collectors con, Steve. So, hmm. well, you've got hmm. two booths there. I've only got one, so you know you win. True. We'll just make yeah, one of I our guess. we'll make we'll make one of our loyal listeners help us out. Hi Matt. Hi Adam. Yeah. How are you guys doing? Yeah, yeah well, we should probably <laughs> ask them. Like, I feel yeah. like you and I have talked about like, it. Oh on yeah, we the should air. do this. So if anybody's hearing this and wants asked. to help us out at the yeah. collectors con, feel free to get a hold of us. Specifically those two people that we just mentioned. Yeah. Or we will or, actually talk to you yeah. ourselves. Like, you know, really. when we inevitably forget in like an hour. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. When I go to bed and forget that we talked about it. Mm-hmm. So when you hear Does this, remind us. Will happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Text us immediately. Um, all right, I think that's all we got. Really, go listen to our G Willow Wilson interview. Still yeah. plugging that because I'm still so happy and proud that it happened. Oh, so I want our other here. interview, Jay Stevens. Uh, if anyone right. is not in on uh, is on Figgy, furthermore, uh, the Kickstarter is launched. So Kickstarter has launched for his new uh, child friendly comic, Figgy, furthermore. Starring a dead dog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Child friendly, nonetheless. If you listen to that interview as well, also a good time. Um, go check them out now. Steve, last week we talked about how through a kind of weird post on the SAG-AFTRA website, we pretty much learned that Pedro Pascal had been cast as Reed Richards. This week we learned not only that officially, but the entire cast of the Fantastic Four. Sorry, I shouldn't say the entire cast. I should say the main titular four fantastic four now just to remind you the first mention of a fantastic four movie in the mcu was mentioned by kevin feige in 2019 mm-hmm. now it's 2024 and we're finally announced uh the cast uh this past valentine's day uh they posted it on their social medias with like a stylized artist rendering of the four characters hanging out together 
Um, but very, like very sixties vibe, very sixties vibe. But clearly, uh, the uh, clearly the actors were portrayed as these characters. This was not photos, but Correct. clearly it was a drawing of Pedro Pascal as Reed Richards. But not only that, not only Pedro Pascal playing Reed Richards, uh, aka Mister Fantastic. We got confirmed that Vanessa Kirby will be Sue Storm, mm-hmm. aka the Invisible Woman. Joseph Quinn will be Johnny Storm a.k.a. the Human Torch, and Eben Moss Bacharach as Ben Grimm, the Thing. Now, it is notable to say that all of these castings were uh, announced or reported months ago by uh, Mr. Jeff Snyder on the Hot Mike podcast. Um, I mean, keep listening to our podcast, but if you want, like, scoops about more than just non-nerdy stuff, you should right. listen to the Hot Mike podcast. Um, and I'm not they're not sponsoring us. I'm just saying, if you're into movie news... And Hollywood, they've stuff always got something. You should listen to that. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So that's that's the four: Peter Pascal, Vanessa Kirby, Joseph Quinn, and Evan Boss Backrack. Um, I think it's pretty solid. Yeah, that's pretty solid. No, it seems. I guess I, seems impressive compared to, uh, you know, some rumors that have been out there and like where it could have gone and where we've been in the past. Like, no yeah. offense to any of the other yeah. cast, but this seems to hit. It seems to hit a lot of the. You know, uh, Pascal is Pascal, but the rest are solid working actors that have been acclaimed for roles they've played, but not like straight up A-listers or anything. Like we know they're good at what they do. So I'm not going to complain. Yeah, they're certainly not as highly in demand as Pedro Pascal has been. But also not unknowns. Although Evan Moss Bacharach after The Bears uh, is probably... Uh, getting get, not Pedro yeah. Pascal level, but like he definitely right. has made a name for himself. Yeah, I mean Vanessa Kirby. I know she's on The Crown. Yep. Um, I also know her from the most recent couple Mission Impossible movies. Um, and I mean Joseph Quinn. The only thing I know him is, from is season four of Stranger Things. Right. So uh, yeah, it's like three TV people. Yeah, mostly. I mean Vanessa Kirby's done some film, obviously, but. Yeah, I mean, Evan Mossbacharach, yeah, he was also, because he was, wasn't he in um, Andor as well? Uh, yes, he was in Andor, yep. yes. I, I'm saying three, four, four people. Actually, yeah, Pascal is TV as well. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure he's done some film stuff, but I can't think of one off the top of my head right now. He's the Mandalorian, he was on Game of Thrones, he's uh, on uh, The Last of Us. He, they're mostly TV people Yeah, being pulled in. Um. That's cool. Uh, the movie will be directed by Matt Shackman, as we know, uh, uh, directed from a screenplay by Josh Friedman, Jeff Kaplan, and Ian Springer. Uh, they also announced the release date, July 25th, 2025. Now, this will be um, a return to form uh, for the MCU. Four movies will be released in 2025, as of right now. Sure. As of right now, before one of them gets delayed. <laughs> I mean, the um, other three are inevitably, one of the other three, just by what they are, is inevitably going to get delayed. Uh, very likely. Very likely. Um, that would be uh, so 2025, starting off uh, for the MCU in February with Captain America 4, followed by Thunderbolts, which just got moved up a few weeks, or a couple months, actually. It was coming out in yeah. July. Now it's coming out May 2nd, yeah, 2025. The, so the four took their spot. It was originally yes, Thunderbolts was were originally supposed to be July. Right. Um, so then Fantastic Four and then Blade is still scheduled for November. Sure. Although I don't believe that movie is shooting again um, yet. 
Uh, really want to see that movie. Like, really don't expect it to be showing up November 25. Yep, but I really want it to be good. Yeah. So, thank. I mean, you know what? All these reports, just real quick side note about Blade. All the reports about the the uh, delays and the rewrites and stuff have kind of pointed to Mahershala Ali as the one demanding these things, being not happy with the script. Now, it was reported again by Jeff Snyder this week that he is still on board and he is feeling more positive about the latest where the where the script is and the yeah. direction of the development of the movie and stuff so that's all good but thank god for Mahershala Ali because I feel <laughs> like if he wasn't on board or if he wasn't saying I don't like this we shouldn't move forward we would have gotten a, a Madam shitty Web. Blade movie this year you know we, what I mean like yeah, they would have pushed it out they would have put it out we would have gotten a Madam Web Blade because all signs for are whatever you gonna is, open that tangent already I'm, I'm right opening now? that tangent because Every sign I have seen, including the way it seems like Dakota Johnson is talking about this in the press, points to really, neither of us have seen this, but uh, all signs. You didn't point, see it? I thought you had opening night tickets. I oh, thought you yeah, were going no. for Valentine's Day. If I if I did, it was going to be as, as a complete mockery. But um, yeah, all signs point to things not being great in the Sonyverse for whatever mess that movie is. I, I was assuming we were going to ha- hang uh, or not bring up madam webb until we got to our second story which is spider related but here we are just diving straight into a tangent out of in very positive fantastic four news um oh we'll get back yeah, I, I figured was, i figured we could use this as a tangent and get oh, back we'll get to the back. positive we'll get back for sure <laughs> i was um uh thinking about going to see madam webb it was like it wasn't a hard no for me until a day or two before it came out i started seeing reviews and <laughs> critics reactions i don't think i saw one positive reaction to this movie no um people saying it's the worst superhero movie ever made people saying it's the worst movie ever made (laughs) people just like really really dogging it Um, so so again like you said it doesn't you know dakota johnson saying i haven't seen it yet maybe someday (laughs) like she's not really doing it any favors and you know I, you know, I read that she fired her manager like a week after the trailer for Madam Web came out. Her agency, she hired a new talent agent the, the week after the trailer came wow. out for Madam Web. That's amazing. Uh, so, um, yeah, if you watch any interviews with her, you can tell that she hates that movie. And yeah. uh, I, you know, I don't know. Good for her. <laughs> good for her. So we've, I, I believe, we've hit new lows. Um, so. I, you know, I don't take a ton of stock in Rotten Tomatoes, but it's always the easy, easy way sure. to give you a gauge. It's the easy, easy go to. Yeah. So tomato meter critic review. Give me a ballpark where you think it is. Ooh, a critic review. 20%. That's too high, sir. Ooh, 10, 13, 13. Yikes. Now, usually wow. even when a comic movie yikes. is panned, there is still some semblance of like audience score oh, giving it a good like oh often. you know it's usually like in the 80s or whatever like I people would say, still love popcorn yes i would say it's often that is it that that is the case that the yeah. critics hate something but like aquaman or whatever fans were like or critics were like this movie's terrible but people loved it and went to see it and it made a billion dollars <laughs> like like the critic right. score or audience critic score way lower than the audience score but you're you are seemingly setting up a reveal of an audience score that may surprise us. Steve, what's the audience score currently for Madam Web on Rotten Tomatoes? So uh here, let's 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 set this up a little here. Okay. Um 
I mean, I thought I just did, but you know, you do. You. Well, no, even more so. So, <laughs> okay. Morbius, your audience score, yeah, seventy-one. Seventy-one. Venom for Morbius. Venom, your audience score, eighty. Like original Venom. Okay, I can see that people like that movie. I can let, see that. Let there be carnage. Eighty-four. Like tomato meters in the fifty-seven. Eighty-four. Who liked Morbius enough to give it a seventy-one? That is shocking to me. Yeah, I that's know. shocking to me. I thought Morbius was universally hated. I thought Spider-Man oh, everybody. So Spider-Man three weirdly flips the script. Uh, critics sixty-three, audience fifty-one. Wow. How is Sp- okay? I think Spider-Man three is bad. Spider-Man three is a bad movie. I don't think it's a fifty-one. Mor- bad, Morbius is way worse. 100%. Morbius is way worse than Spider-Man three. Yes, and some of it, okay. somehow both of us sat through Morbius. Um, I think yeah. I sat through most of it at least. Uh, yeah. Madam Web, audience score fifty-six. Oh man! Yeah, yeah. Wow. So that is officially the lowest-ranked Spider film of all time. Wow! Uh, on both counts, I believe. Yikes, dude! So yeah, not not great. yikes. I am I'm hearing uh, that just the script is horrible. That like that the biggest thing for me is that 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 i'm reading is that every line is like just ham-fisted terrible exposition and there's no chemistry at all between anybody and it's just really really bad i'm looking forward to seeing it when it's on streaming i will watch this movie oh i, I will, will just it. if nothing else for science um this should be the first movie that you and i do a commentary for we should only do commentary <laughs> for like for really stuff. terrible no if we do that <laughs> we have to bring in brian and uh jesse We'll have to do a, okay. a four-way group uh, group Great. mess. Oh, I, and, and of course, as I say that, I realize Brian's uh, Brian's in the chat. Brian's in the chat. Thanks, Brian. Thanks for being here. Oh, yeah. Here. Yep. Yeah, it's um, uh, <laughs> uh, great. Morbius was a meme that got a ton of good fake reviews, which explains that probably. Oh, okay. That's true. That, I forgot yeah, I about, forgot about that, whole, that whole thing. Yeah. Um, um, okay, well, I, I don't want to spend too much time because we will inevitably talk about Madam Web a little bit more when we right. get to our next story. So let's pivot quick back to Fantastic Four. But I do have more to say about Madam Web. Um, it's frightening. When we get back um, to it. Yeah. Anyway, uh, 2025. So uh, Fantastic Four coming out July, 20th, July 25th, 2025. Notable release date as it is only two weeks after Superman Legacy. Oh, I wonder if that was planned. I feel like it probably was planned. I feel like it's a little bit of a shot from Marvel at James Gunn. No, it also may be, be, it may be a flip the script on that. It may be they wanted that extra two months to shore things up because this flipped, uh, it did flip with Thunderbolts. True, true. So maybe they know they don't have to shine up as much on Thunderbolts. Maybe they know that no matter how much they shine it up, it's going to be whatever it is. I don't know. Um, I don't know. And that they I mean, wanted the extra time for that or who knows. Yeah. It is. Before I get back to the Superman thing, it's worthwhile noting that of these four Marvel movies that are supposed to come out in 2025, three of them have not begun filming. Three of them out of the four. Captain America 4 is doing reshoots currently. Right. Most of it's done. Thunderbolts hasn't started. Blade hasn't started. Blade's still paused. No, Thunderbolts started. I want to say Thunderbolts uh, they, almost wrapped. If they started, they just started. No, I want to say because they were, they were in during COVID. I thought, I or uh, during uh, uh, the strike. I thought. 
I don't think so. I think production stopped on Thunderbolts. I just read an interview with Florence Pugh saying that she was finishing up promotion for Dune 2 and then flying to Atlanta to start filming Thunderbolts. Hmm. I mean, that maybe that's just her schedule. But if they started filming, they only just started, I think. Yeah, that's... Or I don't know. Maybe it was a pause. Maybe they, I, if if they, maybe they started right maybe before the resuming. strike. Yeah, but they haven't resumed yet, and they're resuming now. So anyway, okay. Either way, I one way or another, I it's not as far along as you would expect it to be for some. It's not as far as long as exactly. Yeah, and you know what? Also, Superman Legacy hasn't started filming yet. Mm. Superman Legacy starts filming in March, so it's clearly. I mean, it's certainly possible. Yeah. For all these movies to start filming and be made and hit these release dates. Certainly possible. And Brian um, in the chat brought up something good too. Uh, they're either going to have to reconfigure the script or recast Sentry because Stephen Yuan ended up pulling out. Yes, he did pull out a Sentry. I think we talked about that a few weeks ago. Yep. Uh, they might have already replaced somebody, replaced him with somebody. Oh, yeah. Um, or there was like rumored that they were replacing him with somebody, but I don't know if it was official. So I don't know. Um, I don't I don't know that this date's going to stick for Fantastic 4. I feel like and the I, date is more likely to stick for Fantastic 4 than the others. I feel like if there's a conflict, they're going to say screw the others, we're getting the 4 out because they need something to hit. Well, yeah, no, I think I think Fantastic 4 will come out in 2025. Yeah. I think, well, I don't know if I think they will, but I think they should based on this past summer's box office reports and what how there was office? just <laughs> yeah, just too much happening week after week after week after week. I don't think it's good for anybody's business. I don't think it's good for Warner Brothers. I don't think it's good for Disney to have Superman Legacy come out two weeks before Fantastic Four. Yeah. I think they one of them should clear and I, Superman was there first. So I don't know. I My guess is that it's going to be Marvel that moves because Marvel moves stuff all the, time. all the time. But I think it's in everybody's best interest to have this come out in August or something like, yeah, I don't know. Well, as weird Clearly, as it sounds in like the pre COVID box office films, competing against some uh, films competing against each other from other studios was not out of the ordinary. Sure. But it, it seems like there's almost a shift. Like there's so much else going on, so much streaming, so much the, yeah. the entertainment world has shifted enough that it's like, why don't we just set up a world where, you know, Warner Brothers has that early summer slot and just throws out their blockbuster and like yeah. Disney Star Wars puts out that, you know, November, December hit. And like, yeah. just there, there's not going to be enough box office revenue from what we've seen to yeah, go around. Yeah. Like, stop, yeah. stop cannibalizing off yourselves and just like right. spread it out. <laughs> right. Yeah. So we'll see what happens there, but I think it would be wise for one of those movies to move. Yeah. Give the other one uh, room, breathe. Hell, because like you know, Su- Blade's Superman, gonna I think slip. Is... Like, just drop the four to November and call it a day. Yeah, or push push it till August. Like August right. is fine. Like people will go see both movies if one comes out different months. I feel like, but two weeks, we saw right. a lot of movies suffer because except for Barbenheimer, except for Barbenheimer, because people that's were not saving two like... of the same movie. It's not two of the same movie, but people went to see at least one of those movies that weekend, sometimes both of them. And they were like, well, I just went to see two movies last week and I'm not going to go see mission impossible or whatever. You know? Right. So anyway, back to fantastic four. Um, again, according to Jeff Snyder, uh, Dr. Doom 
will be featured in the movie, but will not be the main villain. This has been uh, reported that for tracks. a long time now that Galactus is going to be the main villain of Fantastic Four. Um, I'm pretty sure Snyder talked about this months ago, that it was that they were looking at Galactus and that Marvel's top choice was then and is still Heavier Bardem. And they are looking, they want him so badly to play Galactus that they are like trying to work around his schedule. Uh, Snyder also said this week that it's possible that the Silver Surfer will appear in the film as well. Who well, knows how big I mean, of a role he will have. But if you're doing Galactus, you, yeah. you should throw in the Silver Surfer. Um, I don't think it should necessarily be about the Silver Surfer, but mm-hmm. uh, he should be in it for sure. Or is it a different surfer? Is it not dark uh, red? Yeah, good point. Good point. A different herald. Um, well, no, because uh, there was different heralds, and then there was also different surfers. Oh, I guess I didn't know that. Yeah, it's a, it, you don't need to, but okay, it's a it's a feasibility <laughs> thing. Like it could happen. Um, yeah, but All again, right. like it's comics. I guess anything could happen. Uh, sure, but yeah, that that I mean, if Galactus is in it, I wouldn't, especially from them and from name recognition. Like, you almost have to have the surfer. So for sure, yeah, yeah. Um, and then um, is it like is it going to be one of those where the four fight Galactus in whatever multiverse they're in, and then see this is my crazy thought of what is happening with Deadpool and I brought this up with Jesse this week in the shop. Uh yeah. I swung down and I was talking to him for a bit and I was like, what if at the end of Deadpool and at the end of the four, like Doom pulls them into Battle World? Or oh, wow. something happens there that like like Doom gets introduced and then they all end up in Battle World instead of like everything is happening in a weird other dimension something that isn't normal mcu continuity and then something has to tie this all the secret wars they all have to get to the same place what are we doing but we have an avengers movie before that before secret wars we have kang dynasty or sorry avengers 5 before we have secret wars part one and secret wars part two that's what it's going to end up being it's not official, but I think it's very possible. Well, because the King Dynasty is, thing was probably them, you know, either splintering or like it, something, something to cause the discourse before Secret Wars ties it all up. Yeah, and it's like, yeah. okay, well, where are you going with that now that you're not Kanging? That's yeah. now a verb for the record. Um, sure. <laughs> So I mean if yeah. if Avengers 5 does turn out to be Secret Wars part 1 then yes I can see something like that happening to set up that movie. Right. Um if it's not if it's a different Avengers movie I can see that happening at the end of that movie to set up the Secret Wars movie. Mm-hmm. Uh but I guess we'll see. Side note, one of my good friends John Casillo sent me a meme that was absolutely amazing uh in the sense that it was a picture of Miles Teller as Reed Richards mm-hmm. with the maker helmet on his head. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I like, saw that too. What what would that <laughs> that would be that would be perfect. Yeah. Like especially yeah, sure. as Teller has evolved significantly as an actor since then. Yeah, and like yeah. like you know you're not falling back on casting or whatever. It's like, no, yeah. this guy legit can act and you're putting him in a role that he technically is, and it makes sense. Yeah, it could 
certainly makes sense. That would just be hilarious. And then you get a maybe you get a cameo from a human torch that looks mysteriously like Killmonger. Yeah. Um, or ultimately a human torch that looks weirdly like Captain America. Captain America. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got a lot of a lot of weird human torches floating Ooh. around. Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, last bit about Fantastic Four in the aforementioned artist depiction of the cast, uh, the Thing is seen sitting and reading a copy of Life magazine. Some detail-oriented fans noticed that the issue of the magazine is one that was released in 1963 and it has a photo of uh, then-new President Lyndon B. Johnson on the cover, possibly indicating that the film will take place in the 1960s. Now, this is a fan theory that I heard years ago, and I immediately jumped on board with it as something that they should do. Like, how do you explain the absence of the Fantastic Four in the MCU. Right. Um, you set the year, their first movie in the 60s, and at the end of it, they get pulled into somewhere else, the negative zone or the mm-hmm. quantum realm or, you know, battle world, like you said, or wherever. And after, and then in some other movie, somebody pulls them out. Or at the end of that movie, it's like Captain America, where you know, right. he goes into the ice at the end, and then at the end of the movie, he wakes up. Mm. Um Maybe that's it. Maybe Scott Lang pulls them out of there and uh, by the end of their movie and they're back in regular time. Who knows? Um, But I think that's a really great idea because there has not been an MCU movie that's set in the 60s. I think it would be great. You do. It gives it a different look, gives it a different feel, hopefully a different aesthetic. Uh, You can do different things with the costumes. You can look you can you can have it look and feel more comic accurate. When I say comic accurate, I mean early Stan Lee. Uh, yeah. Fantastic Four, like Stan Lee and Jack Kirby, Fantastic Four, that kind of comic accurate. So Jack Kirby, am, Vanessa Kirby, we're we're tying all the, you know, we're full Pepe just, Sylvia here. Yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> tying it all it's together. Perfect. Um, I really like this idea. If this is what ends up happening, I really like it, and I'm glad they're doing it that way. And then you don't have to worry about yeah. Avenger stuff and continuity, at least for at least for one movie. Like, give us one movie that's just a movie. It's and, just separate from everything else. And they've Great. proven that they can do a period piece with the first Avenger. Sure. Yeah. So why not? Why not? Even even like the for what it was and as quirky as it was, the different WandaVision episodes, like Yeah. Were all uniquely set and felt like they were where they were. For sure. So for sure. Yeah. I think I think it's got a lot of promise. I think so too. Now whether so that gets fulfilled after seeing what's come out of all these studios lately, who knows? Who knows? It's really interesting to me that Marvel's still putting out four movies next year as of right now. When, I mean, this summer, this year being only one Deadpool 3 or Deadpool and Wolverine being the only one this year is more due to the strike than anything else. Um, But also, I mean, we've had comments from Bob Iger for like the last year saying we're going to slow down Marvel's output. We're not going to do as much. And they're like, well, well, then you got four movies coming out next year. What are you talking about? That's not, I guess maybe they're talking about those TV side of things, but yeah, I guess that remains, that remains to be seen as well. Oh, that was the other thing I was wondering about that uh, picture. Uh, For some reason you saying the, the life thing made me think of it. And then I forgot it. Now I'm remembering. Okay. Um, Mm -hmm. In the picture, Grim is already the thing. So yes, in my there's brain, a pic- there's a picture behind him of Eben Moss backrack yeah, in the space in an suit. astronaut yeah. costume or whatever. So you still get his face in that 
rendered so, somewhere. Yeah. So I guess in my brain, it's like, is is this confirmation we're not doing? I mean, I know it's not confirmation, but like, are they not doing the um, the origin origin story? story, which would be perfect for me? Like, yeah, I was man. happier than hell when they didn't do it for Spidey. So I don't know. It's I, one can hope. Um, I was happy that they did it for Spider-Man originally, and now I'm. I wish we had seen an origin, a flashback in one of the two sequels <laughs> of some kind. But that's just I have one of my many problems that I have with uh, the couple of the Tom Holland Spider-Man movies. Anyway, anyway. Um, now, yes, I think I would if I'm like wrong that. On that. You enjoy Tom Holland as Spider-Man. You have some problems Correct. with the movies. Correct. Okay. That's what Spot on. I, I was like, Spot I'm pretty sure this is where Mike is, but I want to make sure for I, future conversations. Yes. To just wrap up, um, wrap this up. So if we can close this uh, tab, I love Tom Holland as Spider-Man. I love Spider-Man Homecoming. I think it's one mm-hmm. of my favorite MCU movies, period. Yep. So one of my favorite Spider-Man movies, period. The other two, I don't care for for many reasons that i won't go into now yeah and the end tab closed okay um so i also we've we've officially closed two spider tabs to ultimately open a spider tab we're gonna reopen another one i just want to say i agree with you that i would love if they can find some way to either skip the origin and still have some kind of understanding of their power how you know that they weren't born that way or whatever you know even uh, if it was just um, like a quick like flash to them in the spaceship when everything goes down, but like yeah. not the full setup of like, okay, Reed meets Ben. They go to college. Right. They meet Doom. Yeah. Ben meets, yeah. you know, cause that's my, that was my biggest problem with the, the original fantastic four movie with Jessica Alba and yep. Chris Evans and Michael Chiklis. That was like my biggest problem with that movie is that three quarters of that movie was origin story. Mm-hmm. And they weren't the fantastic four until like the very end, the right. very end. And I was like, yo, just get through all of this exposition faster. Just like, come on. But I think they can do it. Like, you know how like in the uh, one of the greatest superhero movies ever made, Spider-Man 2, the opening credits are just like a recap of the first movie. Yeah. Like do something like that with like, you know, it's not you're not recapping anything because we haven't seen it yet, but it's like show their origin in newspaper clippings or whatever. um, Right. You know, while the credits are rolling. And then so, okay, yeah cosmic radiation space whatever we get it i still like the end of the spider-verse making fun of all right so here we are (laughs) yeah (laughs) like going to the three second something like that intro any kind of any kind of creative way to like just give people that don't know anything a quick here's what happened this guy's stretchy she turns invisible he lights on fire and he's a rock there you go that's all we need (laughs) and he's a rock (laughs) well yes yeah fair he's an orange anyway He's an orange rock. Um, got some news from Sony regarding their Spider franchise, or lack of a Spider franchise, as I should say. Oh, there's there's a franchise. <laughs> Steve, we've talked about this all the time, and Madam Web was a movie we just we knew nothing about. You can go back and listen to me say it. I was like, it's a weird. It's a very strange choice to choose, very strange character to choose to base a movie around. Like, absolute bottom tier spider character. Not even a villain, like a ally, kind of, but also like 
not a popular character, not a well-known character, not even a really action hero character at all. But I said to you many times, we don't know anything about this movie. They waited so long to tell us anything about it, even a, a release date. We didn't know for so long. And even the trailer, I was like, that's kind of a wonky trailer, but at least it looks interesting. It looks more interesting than Morbius looked to me or, you know, the Craven trailer. That's a better example. It looked more interesting than Craven. Craven looks bad I, and boring. Uh... Madam Web looked meh and at least interesting because it looks different, right? So you just hurt me. I was what I reminded you that Craven existed. Yes. Yeah. That yeah, was my right. visceral reaction to you literally reminding me Craven existed as a yeah. movie. Head in hands. Uh, went. Okay. Back to but it. I was still, I was willing to like give it some kind of benefit of doubt because we knew so little and it was such an obscure character. I was like, Oh, maybe it's like a guardians of the galaxy thing where they're purposely choosing obscure characters. So they can do something wild and cool with them. Then the reviews started coming out. It's terrible. It's awful. It's the worst movie ever made. You know, Rotten Tomato scores. It's worse than Morbius. Like all these crazy things from people that I trust and believe, not just like right. every whoever on YouTube or uh, Blue Sky or social media or whatever. People like, you know, you know, people that talk about movies the way you and I talk about movies, and people that I agree with saying it's really, really horrible, and that just brings me back to the fundamental problem with all these movies is that goddamn Spider-Man is not in them. And it makes no sense to be making these movies without Spider-Man. Not a cameo, barely. A, if, if there's a reference, it's the most ham-fisted, bullshit, dumb reference ever. Like, why? Why are you not? And not even a Spider-Man, like, Fine. If it's in your contract with Disney that you can't use Spider-Man, you have like Tom Holland has to be in the Disney produced ones and he can't be in anything else. Fine. Give me Silk. Give me Spider-Woman. Why? Why make a Madam Web movie? If you have Sydney Sweeney, who's like the hot it girl right now, you have her interested in being in a spider related movie. Just take her and make a Spider-Woman movie. Yeah. Make a Jessica Carpenter movie with her in it dressed like a spider woman. Apparently the spider women in this movie is minor spoiler. I don't think they're apparently not in it very much from what I've read. The trailer makes it look like they're in it a lot. They're not really in it very well, very much. I mean, but if you, if you said like, Hey, we made a spider woman movie starring everyone's favorite young, hot actress right now. Right. Like, great. That sounds great. I'm in go make it. It could be a boring action movie. It could be a by the numbers spider movie but just the fact that it is a spider woman movie puts butts in seats more than a movie called madam web terrible title for a movie yeah terrible title for a movie put the word spider in that way better way better it just makes no sense the decision making process at sony makes no sense the one thing that i thought was a good idea that they announced that was spider related in the last year we talked about it when they announced it they announced that amazon or prime i should say was in development of a number of Spider-related series. And these are going to focus on Spider heroes. What a crazy, what a crazy novel, concept. Novel concept here. What a novel concept. I don't know why they're not making movies of these characters. I don't know why. That, their contract with Disney just has to be insane. Wait. But then why can, you, you, why can you use Spider-Women in Madam Web and not make a whole... I don't, it doesn't make any sense to me. I don't get it. I don't get it. Anyway my long rant about madam web and sony's mistreatment of their characters to say 
that uh, I this was reported by an outlet called. Oh, sorry, what were you gonna say? Nothing. I did the thing okay. where I pulled up the <laughs> cast and I completely forgot that Ben Parker and uh, yeah, like Adam Scott is playing Ben Parker and uh, Emma Roberts is playing his sister-in-law, Mary Parker. Really? Apparently. That's what Wikipedia is telling me. Wow. So they paid Emma Roberts to do that? I guess. And like Mike Epps is... Yeah, Mike Epps is in like, that too, yeah. Huh? How? Like you have Isabella you. Merced, you have Sydney Sweeney, you have Dakota Johnson, you have Mike yes. Epps, you have Emma Roberts, you have Adam Scott. You have Scott. a great cast. Like, you have a great cast. Yeah. A great know. cast. You're just throwing, you're just wasting, wasting time. We're about to say that this Silk series is undergoing a creative overhaul, a full creative overhaul, they announced. There's reported by an outlet called The Ankler this week that the Silk series has uh, paused their writer room, full creative overhaul on the series. How how did a script that is reportedly so bad as, as Madam Web get approved by so many people and no one went, this script's terrible, we need to reconfigure this whole thing and centered around this actress sydney sweeney who we have already signed up to do this thing it needs to be her movie everyone else can still be in it but give it to her or give it to dakota johnson who cares anybody's a better lead anybody's a better anybody's a better spider woman than anybody is a madam web does that sentence sentence make sense to you it does to me i'm just saying they'd be better sony would have been better off making a spider woman movie hands down and it's insane that they haven't yeah insane it's saying that they have made a Silk movie. They're making a series. Great. But anyway, originally, this report said that the entire writer's room from the Silk series, it's called Silk colon Spider Society, I believe, which is a weird name for it. I think right. I just wanted to get the word spider in there to make it a little more Spider-Man related. Um, uh, the original report said that the entire writer's room had been fired. Then later, it was updated to say that the writer's room had just been paused while the creative overhaul was being done. Um, and it's allowing writers to pursue other jobs in the meantime, because you can't like force someone to not take another job if you're pausing their work. Um, so that made it seem like people were fired or left the project because they were taking other jobs, but they're not. Uh, showrunner Angela Kang will continue to lead the show. Phil Lord and Chris Miller are still set to produce the show. Um, those two have known been known to put out a a good movie or two. So indeed. Um, Hopefully their involvement uh, will make it good, I guess. Um, for those of you who don't know, Silk uh, is a character, a spider-powered character who is bitten by the same spider that bit bites Peter Parker. Mm -hmm. After it bites him, it bites her. So she gets the same um, power set. Um, Asian-American woman. Uh, Sydney, Cindy Moon? Cindy, Cindy Moon. Moon. Yep. That's her name, yeah. Um, no official comment from Amazon on this pause. Um, but the same report from the Ankler also said that a source close to the series said that the series was being, quote, refocused with a more male-skewed audience in mind, citing uh, that, uh, yeah, citing that Amazon Prime has had success with other, quote, male-skewed audiences like uh, shows like Jack Reacher and The Boys had been successful at Amazon. Um, I just really why we don't know nice what things. that means like are you just gonna make it like all like tna like what are you gonna make I, more god just, i hope not just make it good make like it don't make good. it like 
Yeah. Honestly, what it what it tells me is that they're going to make it like dark and gritty for the sake of making it dark and gritty, like shows like Jack Reacher and The Boys. Um, but like, you don't have to. You can have a variety of different tones. Yeah, Amazon but half Prime. the people that like the boys the don't even thing. understand the boys. Yeah, yes, exactly. Um, and uh, yeah, just make a good show and everyone will watch it. How about you do that? Yeah, and that'd, everyone help, will watch that'd, it. that'd make way too much sense. Um, and, and who knows how much this person even knows or what they even meant by saying that. But um, it just seems like completely without without any context, it seems like we're scared of making a female-led superhero series and we don't think anyone will watch it unless it somehow appeals to men i don't right. know but don't like know. like you said sony for all this time has had you know they've they've gone with all the villain movies and all this crazy like venom i get venom is I get venom. me too that's fine although i don't get why there was no spider-man connection to that movie still stupid venom and, venom is a character that would not exist without spider-man yeah really stupid to not put any kind of reference to any kind of spider-man in the movie should have thought about it anyway, well go the ahead. last time a spider-man movie referenced venom we got what we got so i know man but <laughs> but that know. notwithstanding like yeah you have the rights to i mean the aforementioned silk all of the spider women be it yeah. you know jessica carpenter or jessica drew or mm-hmm. like whoever, whoever all the side characters it is that yeah. you want to use Black like, there's a plethora of them silver yeah, sable cat. yep yeah oh dude oh no because they wouldn't have had x-men i was gonna say this this uncanny nightcrawler or uncanny spider-man with sable and nightcrawler was just perfect oh yeah done. you mentioned how great it was yeah. um the like you have i mean hell do you have miguel o'hara right do you have any in... of the adjacent spider-men's like yeah do anything but what you've been doing <laughs> yeah i mean i think i mean everyone's been saying it's insane they haven't made a live action miles morales movie and i do think it's crazy i think now they're not going to make one until they're done with the animate till done with the spider-verse movies because they don't want to like you know have too much of they don't want to they want to confuse audiences i guess by having like an animated one and a live action one but like i don't know like you you just mentioned so many other like spider related characters and they could have used any one of those in any one of these movies any one of them right like on your side you have you have the bat family where it's like all right yeah it just spreads and spreads spidey they're like how many different iterations of spider people are there and i'm sorry brian if i keep throwing names out there for them to ruin uh but like there's plenty of options and they seem to use none of them yeah yeah i know they don't even all have to be the same spider person like you could use uh julia carpenter in the venom movie and you jessica drew in the morbius movie or you yeah. could use silk in the craven you know like you could just do that just oh, yeah just do it and then you make your spider woman avengers movie you know what i mean and then all three of those team up and then you get your Dude, madam you web have, or whatever there's like six different care about. spider girls like yes what are I'm you saying. doing i mean i'm sure you can't use mayday but use any of the rest of them yeah insane yeah. just and it's insane that they've made they've made four movies that you know have been ha- like diminishing returns for sure. Like Venom made a ton of money, but like critically not received very well. And they've just been going downhill ever since. And Craven looks awful too. Like they haven't learned any. They haven't. They could have canceled 
any of these projects after Morbius. Yeah. You know, oh, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Like, no, they just keep they just keep making bad decisions. I don't understand it. I don't understand how they're still doing this. In the immortal um, words of Dr. Ian Malcolm, they only look to see if they could, not whether or not they should. They should. You're right. Yeah. Absolutely right. Yeah. Uh, also, Something in, that, in uh, the spider, uh, the spider research, I did remember the the most comic thing you can ever comic. Uh, I don't. Uh, are you familiar with Gwen Warren at all? I don't believe so. Okay, one of the Spider Girls. Okay. Uh, background, and tell me if this is not the most Marvel Comics thing of all time. Okay, this is the uh, the the byline: the mutant daughter of Scott Summers, Gwen Stacy and Anasoria, grown by the Jackal, using technology stolen from Mr. Sinister. Yeah, wow. That is <laughs> the marveliest Marvel yeah. origin I've ever heard. Also, Scott Summer, like the Summers family doesn't need more. No, no. <laughs> There's no. enough stupidity going on in the Summers family. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, one last thing that uh, remains to be seen, whether or not it's a good idea, that is Spider-related, apparently, uh, the same report also said that there is a spider-man noir series in development which i think we already talked about a long time ago but we didn't know anything about it apparently now nicholas cage is in serious talks to join as the series lead nicholas cage who voices spider-man noir in the spider-verse films i still can't i can't so i feel like not everything has to be so connected you know what i mean I think they need to just, if they're doing this, they need to just lean into the camp yeah, and make it above and beyond. And, you know, Nick Cage can do that, but also Sony yep. won't. So right. they'll try yeah. and make it serious. And it's like, no, yep. don't do that. Stop. They'll want to make it serious and dark and we'll get Ghost Rider, but with webs and less flaming skulls. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe they'll change the design of this character, Spider-Man Noir, to have a Ghost Rider head. I feel like Steve would like that. I feel like Steve's <laughs> about to implode. Uh, <laughs> well, then let's talk about something positive, my friend. Let's move on to our last Marvel-specific story. Speaking of, of Scott Summers. Show. Speaking of Scott Summers, we got a trailer for X-Men 97 this yep. week. That's right. One of Steve's most anticipated things of it is his entire life. We also got a release <laughs> date uh, coming out March 20th. Yeah. 2024. That's way sooner than I thought. I thought that, it was going to be a summertime thing. We're getting yeah. this March 20th, 2024. It's going to be a 10 episode series. Steve, take it away, my friend. What did you think of this trailer? Uh, I, as weird as it sounds, I only watched it once. Yeah. And I think I only watched it once solely because I didn't like, I wanted that initial feeling mm-hmm. to just last. Um, yeah. It, it's strictly a function of my childhood and growing up when I did and choosing the X-Men versus Batman conundrum that we've always uh, brought sure. up on the show. Yeah. But like it hit, it hit the right feels. Um, Anything from like the opening TV skittery old CRT, like uh horrible definition version. Showing of you it. The, the end of the series. Yeah. yeah for graduation day. Series. And then, yep. Like going from that into the new animation that's very reminiscent of the old, but nice and sharp and clean yep. and definitely uh, different. Yeah. Different animation, but yep. like you said, reminiscent. A of nice, the nice homage back to the original, but like yep. not quite invincible, but in that vein, some yeah. somewhere in if you merged 
X-Men the Animated Series and Invincible, you get what the modern one is. Yeah, I agree. And I agree. like, I don't know. There was something about like when when Scott said to me, my X-Men, I was just like <laughs> the hair on the back of my head stood yeah. up and I'm like, oh, it's happening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Steve, I got to say, I felt the same way. I yeah. didn't, you know, maybe not as intensely, but I was someone that was I watched the X-Men cartoon yep. when I was a kid. I think I think I fell off towards the end of it because it just got insane, like most oh, stuff yes. tends to do. Um, so I don't think I watched I, three quarters uh, of every X Men thing are amazing. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but uh, damn, man, I felt the same way. I was just like, oh, this is this this means more to me than I expected it would. <laughs> Seeing this trailer, I was like, oh yeah, no, this makes me excited, and it felt like. The X-Men. I feel like that's like that cartoon is such a cornerstone of what I think the X-Men are. Yes. You know, like how I yep. feel like they should be. And seeing oh, most, that. Yeah. Most of every run of X-Men I read goes back to the animated series. And I'm like, well, it's not yeah. quite the same, but it works. So I'm fine with it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, And just like looking at those, the bright colors and the bright suits and the designs and yep. like the super dramatic dialogue and you know uh and comparing that to like you know you can say that that's campy or that's cheesy or it's over the top you oh know, and it because, is 100% and it is it's all of that stuff but like comparing it to uh you know black leather suits that we saw in so many x-men movies and serious gritty tones and right. as much you know something like logan which is dark and serious and sad and tragic and incredible and i yeah. love that movie but like seeing this trailer i was like oh that's that's the x-men that's right. what the x-men are and feel like and look like mm -hmm. and it really kind of like i don't know it lit me up i was like yeah. yeah i'm gonna watch this like for honestly i wasn't sure that i was even gonna watch this show right because i was like I loved it when I was a kid. It doesn't seem like, and now looking back, I know it was super campy and way over the top dramatic wise. And I don't think I'm going to want to watch the new one. If it's going to be like that. Mm -hmm. And now I'm seeing this trailer. I'm like, Oh, it's exactly like that. And that's exactly what I want it right. to be. And I'm going to watch it. Like I, I didn't, didn't know this is what I wanted. I yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, the one thing that did throw me off, uh, Cal Dodd is the guy who voiced, voiced Wolverine in the original. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Also the guy who voices him in this. But the uh, voice really I, is different. <laughs> it sounded different. Yeah, I thought that too. There's like one, only like one line. He's yeah. I there was think, something. Was it like, wasn't oh. like I don't know if it wasn't gruff enough or like there wasn't. Yeah. there wasn't. There was something missing. Or but a different was, kind of gruff. Yeah, like like he. I could tell it was twenty different. years. I almost yeah, yeah, exactly. Figure. I thought uh, I, I heard it and I was like, I think it is the same guy. Oh, you know what I it is. You know what it is for me. It's voice. Yeah. It's James Earl Jones in Rebels. Sure. Yeah. Voicing Vader in Rebels. Yeah, or uh, Rogue One or something. Yeah, yeah. yep. Where yeah. it's like, this is the same thing, but it's not. <laughs> but it's not. But I feel, I think he's not the only original cast member that's coming back. I oh, no, most a, a of the original of, cast is back. Yeah. yeah, I think if they are still alive and still working, then yep. they're, they're back. Yeah. I think um, Magneto is not. Definitely, Magneto was not yes. the same voice. I Magneto had like a very deep voice in the original cartoon, yeah. I think like an overly dramatic yeah. depth to his voice. Um, and this guy didn't have it, but I liked it. I thought he sounded good. I no. Like and this Magneto looks very Castlevania. Uh, yep. 
but yeah, Matthew Watterson is the guy who's voicing him in the new one. Um, who, uh, you know, meet the old boss, same as the new boss. Um, now that uh, Charles is not with us, spoiler alert for the end of X Men '90s or X Men: <laughs> yeah, The Animated Series that came out. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the end of the trailer. Uh, so we're saying twenty years ago. It was more than twenty years ago, by the way. Oh yeah, it, it was, was thirty. To, thirty it was years over ago. thirty years ago. Yeah, thirty-one uh, years ago a, now. Yeah, it came out in ninety-three, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was oh, called X Men '97. What's that? It's called X Men '97. Well, the the original so, series ran from ninety three to ninety seven, I think, which is why it's X Men ninety seven because they're picking up at the end. Wow, it's that old. I yeah. thought it started in ninety seven. No, man. No, we wow, were man. we were like late elementary school. Really? When, yeah. Yes, man. Oh yeah. Jesus. Yep. <laughs> oh yeah. Wow. So, so well over thirty years ago. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So he. Uh, well, yeah. Magneto shows up at the end bearing the yeah. last will and testament of Charles Xavier. Right. Uh, so we'll, you know, as always, we'll see where everything goes. We'll see what happens. There's plenty that of storylines because they always, uh, you know, the entirety of the the animated series tapped into and in and around and adjacent to actual X-Men storylines from the comics for the most part. So yeah. we'll see. We'll see what they grab and what they don't and where we go right. and, you know, which yeah. of the new mutants show up and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, new characters will be interesting. Yeah, um, morph being more. back is awesome. Mm-hmm. So I agree. Yep. Um, yeah, that scene at the end where they meet Magneto is great because like the entire team of X Men burst through the door at once somehow, yep. <laughs> and they were all wearing like beach clothes and bathing suits and <laughs> Which... stuff. And I was like, "This is the most '90s X Men thing oh, I've 100%. ever seen." It's <laughs> like one frame. Yep. <laughs> the most X Men thing. Specifically, '90s X Men. Oh yeah. Um. All right, cool. Steve, third week in a row. I don't have a comic to review. Do you have a comic to review? Kill me, man. I do. Yeah. Well, um, I don't because when I went to Funky Town Comics, there was some kind of uh, shipping delay. Yes. Through no fault of their own, so I was there at a time when they had not received their comics yet, and the comic that Jesse wanted to give me had not arrived. Um. So I do have a story about comics. Should we do the story first before sure. we do reviews? Yeah. Your review? Go for it. Um, it's a story that we uh, read immediately after ending the podcast last week. <laughs> so hmm. a bit of an older story. But uh, the famed and long lost to history, DC and Marvel crossovers oh, yeah. are going to be reprinted and republished. Two volumes are going to be republished this August. Um, one being DC versus Marvel. Marble? <laughs> it's uh, Marble Madness, it's just the like, game from yeah, the 80s. Yeah, it's the Justice League that, playing yeah. marbles. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, they're playing uh, Labyrinth. DC... That's what it is. Yeah, The yeah, old yeah, wooden yeah. game right. that tilted. <laughs> yeah. DC versus Marvel Omnibus is one. And the second one is DC Marvel The Amalgam Age Omnibus. DC versus Marvel includes a bunch of repit reprints of a bunch of different comics published randomly, like from 1976 through the early 2000s, starting with Superman and Superman versus the amazing Spider-Man, which apparently was the first one. And then the last one of these, like just casual crossovers was a Batman and daredevil issue. Um, really mostly just single issues, I believe. Whereas the amalgam omnibus includes everything tied to the amalgam universe, which, uh, was like the universe is combining and ended up combining 
like two heroes into one. So we had Dark Claw, say a combination of Batman and Wolverine, Super Soldier, Captain America and Superman, and like Iron Lantern was like Iron Man and Green Lantern. So yeah. um, it's uh, the Amalgam Omnibus is going to collect all of those stories for all those characters. Um, so they're gonna be, I think they're going to be pretty sizable books. Um, from what I can tell. Uh, creators on these books include Peter David, Dan Jurgens, Mark Wade, Dave Gibbons, Ron Mars, Jose Luis Garcia Lopez, Frank Gehry, Bill Sankevich, and Claudio Castellanini. Um, and uh, I think that's awesome. I think it's been like a, people have wanted this for a long time. They've been out of print for so long. Uh, it is cool to be, uh, that they'll, that we'll have access to them. Again, I'm sure they're going to be huge and I'm sure they're going to be costly. <laughs> but, oh yeah, uh, yeah very, cool. very cool. Very cool. Um, so they're, they're doing that, but they're not doing, um, oh, what was the George Lopez or George Perez? George Lopez is very different than George Perez. Very. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. Um, uh, uh, yeah. What was the George Lopez? There's a crossover like, that he did, right? No, I'm saying George Lopez, uh, the George Perez. Well, no, I think it, is it part of this one? I guess why he wouldn't he be listed? You on would the think so. List? Um, yeah, you know, would think they put guy. him front and center on the creators list. Yeah, for real. Um, I can't find it. Yeah, right now. But, um, well, TBD. We'll figure that out. Uh, what comic do you have to review this week, Stephen? I have a I Ram Steven. V joint. Just... <laughs> a Ram V joint. I do. Uh, do the one, got? the one hand from Image. Oh, cool. Uh, kind I've of a. That. Uh, crime, crime noir type look at it. Uh, very dark and gritty. Very. Uh, oh yeah, very noir. Lawrence Campbell art. Uh, very uh, in the shadows detective story. Basically, detective um, detective is getting or is retiring after years on the job. You know the the normal deal. One more case pulls him back in. Uh, a case he's apparently solved twice but apparently not hmm. solved um yeah. for murders that uh occurred in this fictional city so uh, he's the day he yeah this is like the opening spread um wow that's great, cool great art, shadows uh great you know use of yeah like you said use of shadows use of you know yeah. dark space um ultimately really cool story uh i i normally am not big on the you know crime books and whatnot yeah but this one kind of left me i mean it's ramvi like we know we know he can cook so the yeah. uh it it left it at a spot where i wanted to pick up the next one to figure out where oh, it cool. went. like great it was a nice enough setup that i was like oh, okay this is this is pushing it in a direction that I wasn't expecting. Um, you know, the main character, you know, shows his faults, has the, has the old gritty cop thing going, but also, um, you know, just seemed like there might be something more to it. So, yeah. uh, the other thing is, I don't know if it's a, uh, telling it from multiple sides, but the follow-up is not the one hand two. It is, um, this is the six fingers one or something oh so weird I, huh i think it might be something like a house of x powers of x house of x powers oh, sure. kind of thing that's where cool. 
they're they're telling two parallel stories maybe from two different points of view yeah so that's part of another part of what kind of kind of hooked me and was like eh, i might pick up number two for this just see where it goes uh, that's awesome cool so, man yeah ram v he's got it going yeah he you know what i he's he's in that he might be above as weird as it sounds he might be above tinian in that list of like have wow. to pick yeah, him I mean, up he's right up there just I think he's right solely on the fact that Tinian puts so much stuff out. Agreed. Like, yeah, I I love when Tinian is hitting his high notes, but there's just so much content. Yeah, I know, I know. Like, so much. I can only pull World Tree and Deviant and this and that and this and that. So, yeah, yeah. He just started a production company. Did I he? Think. James Tinian. Yeah. You know, does, that, so how how does he have time to do all of this? That's exactly what I thought. It's exactly. What is I thought. there like four? No there's. You know what it is. He's actually four small children in a trench coat, and they're all yeah, writing the books. And they're all good at writing. Right. Yeah. They just all go under the pen name James Tinian before. Yep. Yeah. Wild. Wild. Steve, how you doing on that 1,000 comics in 2024 goal, my friend? What number uh, are you at? We are at, because I didn't put the rest in, because the uh, pull didn't come in, I didn't really make up a ton of ground. But right. uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Uh, one hundred six plus nine. I'm at one hundred and fifteen. Last no, one hundred and seventeen. Uh, right. Last week I was at one hundred four. So yeah. that was actually earlier this week because we recorded wow. late. Yeah, um, making up some ground then. Got through the uh, volume two of my Uncanny X Men uh, omnibus, or well, yeah. collected. Yeah, versions. So uh, nine more issues of that, couple a uh, couple Superior Spider Men to keep me moving, and then uh, randomly, completely randomly, the only the only one that wasn't in one of those two collecteds was a random issue that I saw I found in my oh, shelf cool. of Uncanny X Men four hundred nine. <laughs> wow! All right, but it was the last issue of the Joe Casey run, um, which was okay. Uh, I, I didn't realize that I had just last week read two Joe Casey books in Neil Before Zod one and two. Oh yeah. So right. I had completely forgot when I read those that he had written X Men because this was kind of in the time frame that I was falling off of the the wagon sure. there. And it's like, oh, okay, pieces are all falling together. I forget how, you know, not not incestuous, but like overlapping comics can be. For sure. So yeah. 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 Well, cool, man. Moving oh, yeah. right along. I know you're going to get it. Uh, Maybe you'll read some of these books that are coming out this week at your local comic book store. You got Alien, Black, White, (laughs) and Blood, number one. (laughs) That's true. Yeah. Hopefully no more delays. Alien, Black, White, and Blood, number one. Batman, number 144. Batman, Superman, World's Finest, number 24. Blasphemous. Blasphemous is how it's spelled, number one. Captain Marvel, number five. Catwoman, number 62. Cobra Commander, number one. That might be a second printing. That already came out. Anyway. Uh, Daredevil number six, Edge of the Spider Verse number one, Elvira meets H.P. Lovecraft number one, G.I. Joe Real American Hero number three hundred four, Green Lantern number eighty seven, Green Lantern War Journal number six, Guardians of the Galaxy Annual number one, Haunted Girl number four, Incredible Hulk number nine, John Constantine Dead in America number two, Justice League versus Godzilla versus Kong number five of six possibly the penultimate issue i believe lotus land number four nightwing number 111 predator the last hunt number one rise of the powers of x number two century 
number three, Spawn number 350, Spider Woman number four, Star Trek number 17, Star Wars number 43, Superman number 11, Titans number eight, Wonder Woman number six, and X Force number 49. Yeah, lots of good stuff, plus more, plus many more things in your local comic book store this week. Steve, you reading any of these? Picking any of these up? For the record, I believe that's Cobra Commander number two. Okay, yeah, I thought it was two also. Yeah, because yeah. I have read number one, and unless that's a second printing already that's what i said i might maybe it was a second printing and i didn't yeah. catch it but um that one definitely uh yeah i just spider verse i'm curious about those are always interesting because there's always something something always there. some weird stuff happening there yeah uh, sure. and then hulk has still been great yeah like every time every time i'm like yeah okay uh, every time i see him i pull i'm like yeah i'm i'm happy that's there we're good so <laughs> It's not one of those where I'm like pulling and I'm like, why am I still pulling this? Yeah, right. Um, yeah. Rise of Powers has been solid, so I'll be grabbing that. And I think uh, I'll probably end up pulling X Force because I'm a sadist. Hey, and you got to hit that thousand. Got to hit that thou. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I might. Uh... Jesse, Jeff, and Chris are directly benefiting from me doing this. Oh, yeah. They heard you make that <laughs> announcement and they just started just laughing. Yep. Just wringing their hands together and their eyes turn into dollar signs. <laughs> um uh I might grab Alien Black, White, and Blood. I think that's a cool um yeah. concept. character concept for, for an an anthology like yeah. that. Especially depending on I don't know who the creative team is, but if I you know if I enjoy the creative team then it'll definitely be worth picking up. Um yeah do we know who's putting sure. that who's got the rights to that? Is that gonna be That's Marvel. Is it now? Okay. Yeah Alien the uh, new Alien Predator has been under Marvel. Yeah, I didn't know if it was uh merge. You you know how that goes. Yeah. It's like did somebody sure. retain those rights? Did what happened? Yeah. yeah. Um so I uh I I mean I read issue I reviewed issue one of John Constantine Dead in America, so I might get up issue two because I thought issue one was good. Also you hear that Haunted Girl is really good. I don't know anything about it. It's on its fourth issue, but um I've heard a couple different people that I trust talk about um nice. how great it is. So maybe there I'll pick that up if there's a trade someday. Um, got a couple one shots. Steve, you want to grab this first one and I'll take the second one? Sure, why not? Pretty short, uh, uh short things, but we do officially have a release date for the final season of Umbrella Academy. I would be remiss if I knew that was still ongoing. Um, <laughs> but the final season will debut on August eighth, twenty twenty four. So that is coming on Netflix. Nice. I'll be excited for that. I love that show. Yeah. Um. I love the books. Books, I'm sure we've talked about it on the show. Books wildly different than the show, but in a way that I think uh, makes sense for an adaptation. Right. Like the stuff stuff that happens in the book would be insane or impossible to do. Some or some of the way the characters even look would be not conducive to live action. Right. Um, oh yeah, I would so, agree with that. Yeah, I've read the yeah. first trade of that. So okay, yeah, yep. yeah. So uh, the way they change things i think is appropriate for a television show uh and but even though they change quite a bit um but yeah my wife and i really dig that show and uh be happy to see uh you know if it ends if it ends well hopefully it will yeah hopefully it will um i would also love gerard way and gabriel ba to make more uh umbrella academy comics because i miss them uh last one shot for the night uh, comic related Tom Taylor and Bruno Redondo have announced that they are ending their run on Nightwing. 
with a final five-issue story arc entitled Fallen Grayson. It's going to start in May of 2024, and they will be off that book. They've been on that book for a really long time. Um, I was pulling it for a really long time, and I just dropped it after a certain story arc ended, and I was just looking to pare down my pull. Um, I don't know. I might pick up this last final five issues because it was so good. Art was great. Bruno Redondo won an Eisner for it. Um, Tom Taylor is a great writer. And uh, it was a, you know, it was like a book that kind of rejuvenated my interest in uh, the character and the Bat family for a while. It was so good. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I never lost interest in the character or the Bat family, but just like no, reinvigorated. But in in like, comic form and actually, yeah. yeah breathing new life into how they're portrayed and how they inter you know interacts with Barbara Gordon or Tim, mm-hmm. like all these other things. I was like, wow, this is great. This is like how it felt like, you know, every once in a while you read a run and you're like, this is how this character should be all the time. This uh-huh. is like a perfect quintessential understanding of this character. And that's how yep. I felt about uh, at least the first few arcs of Tom Taylor and Redondo's Nightwing. So oh, yeah. Everybody sad to see them like go. every character has that where you're like that seminal this guy gets this character. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So yeah. yeah. Uh you know, a redefining or or just simply a defining yeah. run on the, Dick Grayson. The like, fraction sure. Hawkeye. Like Yes, exactly. Yep. I yeah. that that is how Hawkeye will always be in my book. Yeah. That was a that was definitely a redefine, oh, I yeah. think, for sure. Oh, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. Nightwing was more just like drilling down and like defining this is what he looks pulling like pulling like out the, pieces yeah. of what was already Absolutely. there yeah yep for sure yep so uh yeah sorry to see them uh leave that title but excited to see where they go next tom taylor is a hot uh property over dc so we'll be wondering with you know what uh yeah what ongoing he picks up next and with that unless you want to rant about matt webb anymore i think we're done no, I think I'm done with the Madam Web rants. But uh, if you'd <laughs> like to, it. if you'd like to it. leave a Madam Web rant and you've seen it, feel free to do so in our comments uh, on Apple Podcasts. Yeah. We will read it and uh, give you some props because, well, I guess we're into shitting on Sony mode. Which, uh, as as Brian pointed out earlier in the chat, yeah, it makes sense. Uh, so yeah, uh, feel free to leave us a comment on Apple Podcasts. Five star reviews. Uh, if we'll read it. if you do include a recipe in there, we will uh, be eating it on uh, yep. on the pod next week. We will cook it and eat it while we're doing the podcast. Hundred percent. We will be chomping on that. Uh, feel free to get a hold of us on the socials, the Multiverse Report, wherever you can find us, and on the old fashioned emails at themultiversereport at gmail dot com. If yeah. you didn't know what I just said, check us out at themultiversereport dot com, and there's a link tree to all that stuff. Yes. Also, um, uh, just to make sure we're not liars, this whole recipe thing started when we said we'll read anything, anything you want to put in a review, we'll read it if it's a five-star review. Yes. And then we got at least one additional five-star review, once from me, because uh, I wasn't sure if it was working. So one is from me that says, uh, is this working? Five stars. Oh, there you so go. I'm reading on the podcast. Also, uh, it's from uh, SunnysideUp00. Zero, zero. I don't know. Five star review. What's that? I don't know who that could be. I have no idea. Uh, Five star review. These guys are the best for keeping you up to date in everything nerdy related. 
I also have a recipe. And then no recipe. No recipe. <laughs> so uh, so sunny side up zero zero. Thanks for the comment. Thanks for the five star review. But uh, still waiting on that recipe, bud. Mm-hmm. Still wait. And with that, I think we're good to go. So yeah, follow us and do all the things that Steve said. And um, we're going to wrap this up. So until next time, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you in the multiverse.